Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 2nd, 2018. I've been teaching from the life of Abraham for weeks now. So this is part 25 of a series entitled Standing on a Word from God. Standing on a Word from God, part 25. I'm calling this Seed and Harvest. As I'm getting to the end here of Abraham's story, and, and we'll deal with more people as it relates to standing on a word from God. As we got to the end of the story here, and we were talking about Abraham and how he had, you know, to, to take his son, his only son, Isaac, up until to Mount Moriah and then offer him up as a sacrifice there. Um, obviously, you know, the, the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. The, the symbology is not lost on me, obviously, as far as sacrificing your only son. And so looking to the New Testament, I was just meditating for the last couple of days on something that I want to share with you on this morning. So let's go to the New Testament. I want to share some scriptures with you. I'm going to build my case. I'm going to talk about Jesus and then I'm going to connect it to Abraham. I'm talking about seed and harvest. So let's get into it. So John 3.16 is the most familiar scripture in, in the Bible, right? John 3.16. And so John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In um, John 12, when Jesus was preparing to die, he knew that he was, his death was looming. It was impending death. This is what he said to his disciples. He said, listen, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now, verily, verily, I tell you that unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains just a single seed. But if it dies, it produces a harvest. And he was talking about himself dying. So he, he was getting ready for death. And he says, the hours come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And he talks about this single kernel of wheat and how it needs to go into the ground and die to produce a harvest. And then later, after Jesus died and he became that seed and he went into the ground and he produced a harvest. In Romans 8 and 29, the Bible says, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. So that Jesus might be the firstborn amongst many brothers and sisters. Now, I'm building my case here, right? So John 3.16 says Jesus is the only begotten of the Father. Then Jesus said, unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it falls into the ground and dies, it produces a harvest. And then in Romans 8.29 says Jesus is the first of many, 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 many. So what does this mean to you today? And what does this have to do with Abraham? So I'm going to share six things with you on this morning. I'm going to just build this up. I'm going to connect it to Abraham and we'll, we'll deal with this a little bit more on tomorrow as well. You ready? Let's get into the word. Six things. Number one, while Jesus was in the earth, he was the only begotten son of the father, right? That's John 3, 16. He was the only one. He was the only begotten of the father. He was the only one operating on the level that he was operating on. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was led of the spirit in all things. He only said what he heard the father say. He only did what he saw the father do by revelation. He was the only one living this way at the time. He was the only one. He was singular because he had not been sown into the ground as a seed yet. He was singular because he was in seed stage. He wasn't in harvest stage. But once he was sown into the ground and he died, his single seed produced a harvest that is still yielding fruit to this day. Number two, when Jesus was getting ready to die, he actually used this symbology. He says, unless a kernel of corn falls into the ground and dies, it remains yet alone. Single seed, single, single kernel, single. But if it dies, it can produce a major harvest. 
He was talking about himself. He was a single seed. He was the only begotten of the father. But since the father sowed Jesus as a seed and Jesus died willingly, he gave his life for us and he became that seed. He was sown into the ground. He died. Now he's still producing a harvest to this day, over 2000 years later, every time a person is born again. Number three, when Jesus was in the earth, he was the only begotten of the father. But now that he was sown as a seed, now that the harvest has come, Romans 8 says that he is the firstborn amongst many, 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 many brothers and sisters. So did you get it? When he was here, he was the only begotten of the father. He, but he wasn't a seed. He had not been sown yet. Once he was sown into the earth, now he's just the first of many. So he was the firstborn when he was here. He was the only here. Now he's the first of many, many, many. Now, you and I are part of that harvest, right? If you're born again, if you've accepted Jesus as Lord, you're part of that harvest. So we're supposed to live just like Jesus in this world. First John 4 17 says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. While Jesus was here, he was singular. The father took the singular seed, sowed it, boom, it produced a harvest. Now you may be thinking, what does it have to do with Abraham? Okay, let me make the connection. Number four, when Abraham had Isaac, and, and we've studied this for weeks, actually over a month now. When Abraham had Isaac, it was, it was a tremendous blessing. He and his wife waited 25 years for that baby. Thank God for the baby. However, Isaac was singular. The promise was not Isaac. Isaac was part of the promise. He was one boy. He was one son. But God's promise was bigger than that. God told Abraham, go outside at night. Look up. Look up at the stars. Yes, Lord, I see the stars. That's how many kids you're going to have. He said, during the day, look down at the sand. He said, I see the sand. He said, that's how many kids you're going to have. So when he looked at his son, Isaac, Isaac was great, but Isaac was just one. He was singular. God was saying, I called you to have a harvest. I'm going to bless all the families of the earth through you. I'm going to make your name great. All the nations are going to be blessed because of you, Abraham, because of your descendants. I'm going to make your descendants a mighty bloodline. So when he was holding on to his son, his son was the seed. And he was saying, listen, I thank Thank God for the seed, but you're going to have to sow the seed in order to get the harvest. And I'm going to deal with that a little bit more on tomorrow, this fourth point. But let me give you two more points as I close. Number five, sometimes God gives us an amazing promise. Look at me for a minute. God puts his promise in your heart. He gives you an amazing promise. And the promise of God, it, it becomes uh, God basically giving, uh, foretelling what he's going to do in your life, right? It, it is God prophesying over you what he's going to do. It is a revelation of divine intent. It is a revelation of divine intention. And so what God is doing is that he reveals it to you the promise so that his promise can fuel your fire can fuel your faith can fuel your prayers so that you know but it manifests in action now you're going to walk out for the full manifestation of the promise however if 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 the dream is big and if it came from god is going to be big then in most cases it doesn't come overnight so god manifests the dream in levels and stages in levels and stages. And so when God gives it to us in levels and stages, he wants us to appreciate every level, to appreciate every stage, but to continue to, be to believe him for the full manifestation of the promise, right? Unfortunately, many Christians get so enamored by the partial blessing that they fail to continue to believe God 
for the full manifestation of it. They, get, they settle for less. They settle for less than what God said. They settle for a part of the promise instead of the full promise. If Abraham has said to God, when God said, hey, take your son up there and sacrifice, he was like, oh, heck no, I'm not doing that. This is my son. You gave me this boy. I'm not doing it. If he had held on to the seed, he would have never got the harvest. If he would have held. Listen, I, I, I'm telling you, and I know that this is like, you know, it's an extreme example as it relates to killing your own son. I got it. Extreme example. So I'm not saying do that. But what I am saying is that if you hold on to part of the blessing, when God is telling you to release it so he can give you the full blessing, then you're going to have part of the blessing and you will miss out on the harvest. Sometimes. Christians hold on to part of it and God is, God wants you to sow it and you have to be willing to sow whatever God tells you to sow so that you can reap the full manifestation of the dream that God placed in your heart. Number six and finally, thank God for everything that he places in your hands, but never settle for less than the full manifestation of the promise of what God said. If you hold on to your seed when God is telling you to sow it, then you're going to miss out on the harvest that he wants to give you. The whole system of the earth, Genesis 8 and 22, operates through seed, time, and harvest. The whole system of the earth operates through seed, time, and harvest, through sowing and reaping, through cause and effect, through the free will of humans. As a believer, God has given you a free will. You get to decide. You get to choose. He gives you the, uh, uh, the, the unction to go and release the seed. But if you don't release it, you're not going to get the harvest. As a believer, do not settle for any less than God's best. Don't hold on to the seed if it's not the full manifestation of the harvest. Thank God for everything that he puts in your hands. But sometimes he will bless you with it and turn right around and tell you to sow it so that he can get you the, to the next stage and to the next stage and to the next stage and to the full manifestation of the promise. This series is entitled Standing on a Word from God. Well, you got to stand on a word from God until it comes to pass. Not partially comes to pass until it comes to pass. Not a little bit, 42%, 72%, no, 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 until it comes to pass. You have to continue to thank God for every stage. Thank God for every level. Thank God for every part. But keep your heart open for the full manifestation of God's promise in your life. This is the life of faith, and this is how we're supposed to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith now. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. I live with an expectation of full manifestation. I thank you, Father, for unfolding your promises in my life in levels and stages. I know it may not all come at once, but I live with an expectation that it will all come. I will never settle for any less than your best. I thank you for everything that you place in my hands. But if you lead me to sow what you bless me with as a seed, then sow it I will. I will never allow a seed to take place of the harvest. I am quick to sow whatever you lead me to sow because I live with an expectation of the full harvest in my life. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Listen, sow it. Whatever God put in your hand, if he tells you to sow it, sow it. Appreciate him for it. Thank God for it. Yes, it was great. But if it was part of the promise and not the full promise, you got to be willing to give whatever God tells you to give, to release whatever God tells you to release so that you can receive the full manifestation of the promise in your life. This is how you stand 
on a word from God. As you head into this day, listen, share this message with someone that you know. Leave me a comment on YouTube, on Facebook, whatever. And listen, um, just be a blessing. Be determined to live in such a way that you are going to experience God's best. Everything. I just want everything that God wants me to have. God, I, I want to do whatever God sent me to this planet to do. And you and I, we want to get it done before we die, right? While we're in the land of the living so that we can leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. I love you and God loves you. God bless you.